Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. So we try to get you some actionable items, take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 600-seat call center outsourcer located here in Northwestern PA. What's up, everybody? Hey, so I've been doing podcasts on Friday. Uh, been been getting a ton of questions because I think it's you know it's it's getting into the almost later stages of third quarter. People are starting to plan for for 2023 from a contact center standpoint already. So I wanted to I've, I've kind of done this before, but kind of updated some of the things that, that I've talked about. But to give you some tips, uh, when you're going out and looking for new contact center software, whether you are a premise-based solution trying to move to the cloud, whether you have a cloud-based solution that you're really not happy with, whether there's other tools that you're kind of interested in, I want to give you some real tricks. I'm going to give you some real-world real, real world pricing of, of what you can expect to play for moving to the cloud and, and just some things that you know, me as a consultant as well, right, in, in kind of taking people on this journey for when they need my assistance, some of the things that I always make sure I talk to them about and, and make sure that they, they look out for from the pitfalls to, you know, some of the things that uh, some of the providers will kind of do, uh, nothing terrible, but just some things to look out for that, that you can kind of make sure that you're maximizing your purchase. I think that's the best way to put it, other than kind of maybe avoiding pitfalls. So I don't know, there, there's, there's seven or eight of these, these different tips that I think I have that can help you as you kind of go through this process of, of purchasing. Now, you guys know I don't really sell um, at all right here on the podcast. So again, I, I'm not selling my services here. Uh, but for the first thing that I, that I want to really talk about is you need to find an advocate. You need to find what we call a broker, a consultant, a referral partner. You'll hear all those different words, especially if, if you're a maybe a smaller contact center, 100 seat or, or under, that doesn't really know what's out there, right? So whether it's me, whether it's some other awesome people that are out there that can that can guide you. I mean, there's organizations obviously just set up to do this. Find somebody that can help you. I just did a, a big video on, on LinkedIn yesterday that there's a huge misconception that if you use a, a referral partner, a consultant, a broker, whatever you want to call it, that you know that that it's going to cost you more because you're using a middleman, and that is that is one thousand percent not true. Uh, the pricing structure is absolutely the same whether you do it by yourself um, or whether you you use a partner. Um, I will say that the majority of partners will not charge you anything. We're all paid on the back end by whatever um, 
whatever system or platform you choose, the payment structures are pretty close across the board. There can be some different things here or there, but it's not enough to sway the really good people like me and, and a lot of others to to sway you to something that is more beneficial to us, right? Everybody wants to just help and, and, and try to obviously get paid too, right? I mean, we're being totally honest, but but to help you get into the right platform that is perfect for your organization. So I'm going to talk now about some of the things that I would go through if, if, if any of you are my customer out there um, or, or you use me to, to kind of help and, and some of the things that, that some of the other you know, guys and gals would, would do as well. All right. So the, the first thing that I'm going to tell you to do, which I think is pretty obvious, but maybe not to the, to the impact that you're thinking is, is to scope everything out. Right. So uh, we always do two columns, right? What you need. And those are the things that you know about a lot of times. And then what you want, and a lot of times what you want, you might not even know, um, you know, some of the technologies that are out there. Again, that's why having a partner is is kind of cool because we kind of know and we utilize all this stuff all the time. So what integrations do you need, right? So maybe you don't have integrations right now. Maybe you're not doing screen pops. Maybe you don't have um, any type of integrations to your CRM or to a, a dispatching service or or to any anything that, that is is kind of different for your business, right? Make sure that we're, we're scoping all that out. Talking about tools, right? What is speech analytics? Do you need it in your organizations? Are you big enough where you need workforce management? Is that something you've never had, right? Um, advanced routing and, and, and getting into workforce intelligence and, and really getting into some of these advanced routing things that a lot of these organizations have that maybe you haven't heard about, right? Really cool stuff. The other thing is, you know, talking and scoping through um, when, when you're talking about some of these organizations and looking at what is native to the platform and then what we need to have added on, right? Are you just looking for that? I always use blocking and tackling, right? The just full omni-channel. I'm just going to use voice chat, email, that kind of stuff. Or do you need a lot of other tools? Do you want a really robust platform, right? And that can kind of maybe swayed or, or have, have that partner or have you start looking for certain organizations over others, right? And obviously there's a a huge piece of this is is how technologically advanced is your organization, right? Do you have programmers that can help and and set things up and, and do some advanced things? Or, you know, are you as the call center manager, basically the IT, right? We see that a lot, right? And that plays into what platform you're going to use as well, right? So there's a lot of different variables that I think, you know, kind of come into play when you're first starting to kind of scope out and, and whether you are doing it yourself or using a partner to, to have them kind of go and, and, and choose you know, who they think would be best would be best for you. I will tell you that if you're if you, again if you're using a partner or even you yourself, just just start smaller, right? Don't go out and do ten demos, right? Because I think it confuses the whole uh, the whole pie, right? Right? I always suggest to do three partners or three contact centers that I think would fit you know your organization, or start even if you're not using a partner, start with three right? Really scope out everything that they have and then start to think, wow, you know, maybe there's some other things that we do need, right? But don't, don't go crazy on demos early. Start with three. And and I will tell you, you know, there is a huge selection of vendors out there, right? But really for most organizations, right? There, there's really about maybe nine or 10 that I think, um, really are in play in today's world, right? Which really isn't that many, right? So depending whether you're enterprise or whether you're smaller, 
there's going to be a really good fit for you. We just, you just got to know kind of who to, who to talk to. And, and I think who would be the right, right fit for you guys. All right. The next thing is I'm going to tell you, if you're doing this on your own to negotiate absolutely everything, right? So you negotiate your seat price, negotiate your implementation costs, uh, negotiate what add-ons they can give you. Um, everything that they kind of throw at you. I mean, I, I believe that you should negotiate in most most groups will work with you, right? So let's let's talk about let's talk about price, right? So what you're going to see in the in the CCAS world, right, is is two pricing structures, right? The number one pricing structure though is a kind of per agent price. That will be kind of the cheapest price, right, that you'll get. The other option that you can use is a per seat right? Pricing, which will be a little bit more. Why would you use one or the other? Well, number one, if you have work from home, right? has changed this a lot. So work from home, most everybody, including myself, we're using a per agent license, right? So every single agent we're paying for a certain price per month, right? When we were in-house, I did it the other way, right? Because if we had multiple shifts and one agent using that same seat or that same booth, for multiple shifts, it made sense in my mind, and the price structure worked out um, to to make sure that we're using that structure. Right? I think that makes sense, right? So you can have three people basically on one license, right? But it is a higher price. So work from home, it makes total sense though, and I think most people, 80, 90% of people now have moved to, to really the other structure um, of, of having the agent um, agent pricing. What will you pay, right? And I would say for a, a high-end CCAS platform, right, there's lots of different variables, right? So, you know, what type of support method is, is what is included? Are there, are there you know, is QA in, in their QM platform, is that included? But, you know, anywhere from, and let me just start with this number, but don't maybe get excited about this number, right? Anywhere from really $99 to $200, right, is kind of the range. You can go a little bit higher. You can go a little bit lower. But here's where I don't want to say they get you, right? But here's something you need to think about is that taxes, your minutes are not included in this. So I always kind of add 60 to 70 bucks per seat, right? So if if I'm going to go with the $99 platform, that's going to cost me about 160-ish bucks. If I'm going to do the $200 platform, that's going to be about 270 bucks all in, right? So that's another thing that you want to make sure that you ask. Like, hey, listen, I know you're quoting me this price, but- can you give me the all-in number and what they're going to say? Well, I don't really know your taxes. I won't know your minutes. And you can say, yeah, you do. You kind of have a rough estimate of what that's going to be. They don't like to give that to you. Um, but I will tell you, that's about what it will come out to be. Um, and But I would I would, I would, would ask them to see how, how open and straightforward they are you know, to that question. I think that's a that's a big piece of, of obviously, the, the budgeting aspect. All right. The next thing is, don't shy away and you can save a ton of money using third-party implementers, right? So, you know, you might have a group that you like, right? And again, I don't want to name any, any CCAS platforms. I'm not here to advocate for anybody right now, but you know, whether it's going to take some time, right? And it's going to take some effort to get you set up, right? So a lot of times there are third-party implementers, right? That will come on and do your setup, do your integrations, they are normally a, a ton cheaper, right? The, the CCAS organization almost wants you to use them, 
right? Because it takes a lot off their plate. So they're a lot cheaper and they're really good, right? I have seen such good um, implementations using this. Um, now, there can be hiccups just like anything, right? But for the most part, I would not shy away from it. That's how we were set up with a third party. Um, so that's something to definitely think about when you see that that kind of setup fee. And if it, if it wows you like, oh my gosh, make sure that you ask about a third party implementer. They can do it cheaper. And most of the time they'll do it way, way, way faster um, than the actual group. Um, the other thing you need to not be careful of, but just understand that a lot of organizations they white label other people's products, right? So depending on on who you're talking to or, or what you're talking to, I would ask that question. I'm not going to get too deep into that because uh, I don't think it matters that much, but just understand what you're buying. Um, is it the native platform of the group that you're talking to or are they white labeling somebody else's product as theirs? doesn't happen too often, but for you know a couple, two, three really big vendors, this is kind of how they, they operate. Again, I don't think it's bad, but um, I think some things do get lost in translation between the two organizations sometimes. Um, and so that's, again, a, a, a consultant or a referral partner will know this stuff, right? And they'll kind of be able to guide you with that. The other thing is a lot of organizations, and I see this all the time, right? They try to get too cute with it and they send out this giant RFP, right? And they send it out to all these, these, these 10, 9, 10 different vendors and they maybe they get seven of them back. And they have no idea what they're looking at, right? They don't really understand uh, wh- what the stuff that they're they're getting back. So if if you're going to do an RFP, make sure you have some hardcore call center telephony guys, IT guys um, on your team that can kind of translate what you're getting. Because a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. You don't really even understand what they're talking about. Um, and what I what I've seen so many times is RFPs go out, they come back. Everybody's petrified because they don't really know what they're doing. Then they talk to somebody like me or talk to someone, uh, talk to a group. Then we go through the process this way, um, having these conversations, doing those demos. And they're like, oh, my God, I get it. Um, so, again, for huge, giant contact center software, I get it. The RFP is a, is a process because you probably have the people in place. But just understand, if you don't have the people in place, an RFP is, is kind of – it can sometimes just drag things on and, and really defeat the, defeat the purpose. So I, I guess that's that's kind of the, the the biggest tips that that I can really give you. You know, there's just there's so many things. I think the bottom line is, you know, you, and I know I've said it a couple times here, is, is you really don't know what you don't know. There are so many amazing pieces of technology that are out there now um, that your wish list, your dream, right from a from a platform standpoint, can come true. And people get super disappointed. When they just talk about the things that they need, don't understand the other stuff, get it implemented, and they're like, oh, my God, I couldn't, I didn't know we could do that. And then, again, then you don't have it already in your setup fees, so you got to pay a professional services or you got to pay somebody else, and it costs you more money in the, in the long run, right? So really understanding every technology piece that's out there, you know, leveraging everything that you can, and then really just seeing the differentiation of, of a lot of the players, right? I, I will tell you as well that – if this was five years ago, one of the, the number one things on my list would have been you know, really uptime, right? So you're not having, you know, obviously any downtime for your contact center. The the core players in the space have gotten really good at this. I'm knocking on wood right now. Um, 
And I think that, you know, you should ask that question, but there's going to be, you know, five layers of nine, six layers of nine, four layers of nine, right? They're up a ton. And I don't think that that is as big of an issue. It's definitely not for me now. Um, you know, my, my internet, right, for my internal stuff, my fiber, which never goes down, goes down more, right, which it hardly ever does, right, goes down more than, than actually my platform does now. There could be a little hiccup here or there, but from an actual outage being down, don't get scared of that anymore, um, especially when you're using that, that core group of, of, um, of companies. The other thing is, too, is, is work from home has become extremely easy, right? So just make sure that most of your agents are going to be work from home. You talk that through. Um, that's not a big issue for me anymore. There is, it is literally two or three clicks with most of these organizations, right? And you can be, you can be talking. Uh, very minimal internet is needed, right? Three to five megs, right, for, for some of them. Obviously, it's preferred that they're they're wired in, but I have a ton of reps that are using wireless. We even use wireless sometimes um, here, depending on on where reps, because we have so much space now that if you want to come in and work in the office, I don't make you work like in call center booth C2, right? You can really go wherever you want um, and, and just kind of work from there. So sometimes we'll be plugged in. Sometimes they're wireless. Obviously, our internet here is really good. Um so again, just trying to think through any questions that, that I normally get. I think those are the the big um, the big ticket items of of when you're looking to to, to purchase. Um, again, making sure that you understand what you're looking at, making sure that you have somebody that's with you that can take you to tell you the things that you don't understand or you don't know. Making sure that you put every possible thing you can right into that scope, right from from getting your dream, right, and, and maybe the dream can't come true totally, but it's going to be way better. So don't just think I got to stay where I'm at. Think way ahead and what you need and, and add that stuff in and see what it is. And a lot, most of the time it's, it's native to the platform. You're not paying for it anymore. You just didn't know. Big example of this is virtual callbacks, right? So many people that have never had a, had a, had a CCAS platform or been on the cloud wonder, Hey, can I get that virtual callback thing where people do, how much does that cost? And for pretty much everybody, it's just it's a small scripting thing that is that is that is native to the platform, right? It doesn't cost you anything more. And a lot of people think it does. That's one small example of, of, a, of a ton of things to, to kind of make sure that you're you're looking out for. But again, I hope this helps you guys as a lot of you I know are on this journey, you know, third, fourth quarter here looking for something for next year. If there's any way that I can help, please let me know. I mean, even if you're using another partner, you just want another set of eyes, uh, more than happy to help. Um so that's kind of what I, I got for you guys this week. Again, thank you uh, so much for – there's been <laughs> so much that we've done um, and so many different questions that are now coming in. I think you know next week we may do another just AMA with a, with, with a bunch of the questions that have come in. So thank you for the feedback. The other thing is we've blown – I don't want to say blown up, but for us, for me, you know, we, we've been doing a lot of posting on TikTok. And getting a lot of conversation back and forth. So it's just at uh, call center underscore geek. Um, that's me on TikTok, ton of conversations, ton of back and forth. A lot of people like yelling and swearing at me on, they don't believe that we can do four chats in a session that I'm ruining the whole customer service world. I said a max of four. Um, so just some, some really cool stuff like that. I respond to everything with video. So again, if you have any questions on there, hit me up on TikTok um, and, and we can have some fun there too. But again, I hope this is helpful and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week.